Amen. It, it is an honor to be here. I mean, we don't say that just to say it, but it is an honor. And we just thank you uh, for each and every one that's here today. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, I'll be honest with you. People don't mean that, that that's not going to come out right. Uh, <laughs> crowds don't mean anything to me. I, I, I said to Sharon in conferences, even if one person comes, that's all that matters. But today, hundreds. And we just thank God for, for that. We thank God for the worship team. Uh, it's just tremendous. Let's give them an applause. The anointing is so strong up here, I'm kind of losing. <laughs> and I, I, just, I just wanted to say, well, I was originally from New Jersey. Uh, and uh, f- 53 years, so I know all about New Jersey. I work for the utility, so I know almost every town in New Jersey. But that's not important. But years ago, uh, probably six, eight years ago, I don't know if anybody here knows Apostle Zinn White. He's from this Virginia area. Uh, he was in the military and everything else, colonel or major, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I, I, the Lord prophesied to him through me, actually, but it has nothing to do with me. But this whole East Coast from Virginia up to Maine is going to burst wide open. And, and I'm just sensing that now, the ones that are here from that area. I don't know, Christopher's Manhattan, I don't remember, but, but that's part of it too. That whole East Coast, uh, it's going to break. And I meant that, mentioned that to Bishop Hammond. He says, I feel the same thing. That's going to break wide open. Be- because right now there's a, what's the word, an inkling here and there and everywhere. But uh, the Lord's saying, it's coming and it's coming soon. And we are moving to Delaware uh, from Florida. And and uh, the Lord's directing us there. And, uh, and I worked right across the river. I don't want to get into all this. Uh, in the nuclear plants, so it's right across from each other. I worked for 20-something years. 35? Well, I worked for 35, but at the nuclear, not that. But uh, anyway, praise God. So we'll, we'll give it to Sharon. Yay! <laughs> Seems really strong up here. Okay, Justin, got it. They got it. All right. So I'm going to speak really quick. Just get the tape, slow it down, okay? Or CD, okay? (laughs) All right. So part of my prophetic word for 2019, among other things, is that this year is going to be a year of lost dreams and purposes being resurrected. Amen. And God was speaking to me about gates and and doors. And, you know, I love it when God confirms, yes, this is the word you're supposed to share. I mean, we don't have to have confirmation, but it's always good, eh? Because you know? <laughs> as a prophet, we're, we're sensing in the spirit and we're getting all this download. And it's like, go this way or that way. So um, Apostle Malik talked about the doors, did he not? Right? He mentioned it, something about a door. And I went, that's it. Anyway, so... In speaking about gates, though, in the Old Testament, the vulnerability and strength of a fortress or stronghold always rest in the gates. This principle is the same in the spiritual that was, you know, when it comes forth in the natural. All right. So there are important factors that we need to know 
you know, about gates and how to conquer them and how to overcome them. And I believe it's not just territorial spirits, but I believe that we can have gates in our own life. Amen. We can have those doors that the enemy tries to close and tries to keep us, you know, captive. The word stronghold means what? Has a strong hold on you, right? So it's not always so many times when we talk about gates and doors, we're, t- we're thinking about things out in, in the spirit realm, and it is, but it's also in our personal lives. Amen? So the word uh, gate <clears throat> comes from the Hebrew word shar, which means to split or open. How many know the prophetic word can split or open? Amen. As you prophesy it, as you speak to those doors that are closed, as we prophesy the word of the Lord, and the Lord has said, and the Lord has said. Amen. It splits. It makes it open. And it also means to literally think, thus the action of lifting up your head, all ye gates. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. I'm first going to read it from the Passion Bible. There's an amazing door of opportunity standing wide open for me to minister here, even though there are many who oppose and stand against me. Can I get an amen? Amen. I say the Lord delivers you of rejection and puts you in a ministry most people reject. As a prophet, if I say I'm going to prophesy, they'll line up by the hundreds. If I say I'm going to cast the devil out, I have to run after him. (laughs) Truth, truth. All right, so I'm going to read it from the King James. All right, it says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. So the word great uh, door, uh, the door in the Greek is the word umpa. Okay, how many ever watched Big Fat Greek Wedding? Umpa, umpa. Okay, so now I know what it meant. <laughs> okay, they were dancing, opening the door of marriage, all right? So the definition of a door means a portal or an entrance, the opening of a closure, literally a gate. Amen. I want to go back to that because something he said about knocking on the door. I don't know what it was exactly because I'm, you know, sensing things too and listening to the spirit. But did y'all hear, you know, you said something about that, (laughs) the door. Okay. So when I was in Ireland in in ministry in March, you know, now and then I'll have a a fun day. You know, I I get to go shopping or maybe see a site, sometimes both. (laughs) So I went to a, a castle. And so, and this was, I put this on Facebook. I don't always, you know, do that, but. Anyways, so I was standing in front of the, the, you know, front of the castle where you go in and you buy your tickets and all that and do the tour. But I'm not so much in the tour saying I've seen umpteen castles between England and Ireland and Scotland and stuff. But I said, I want to go around behind. I'm always like that. I'm always hunting for an open door. Okay? So I can just go in, you know. Um, so anyways, I go and there was this door and it was closed and um, I, I, you know, I stood there and I was thinking about it. And later the Lord was speaking to me that so many times we think the door is closed and locked so we don't even try. I said, well, God, you know, you can even speak to me when I'm doing the tourist thing, you know. And I remember uh, we were in Prince Edward Island. Uh, we had a healing center. By the way, uh, A.B. Simpson was the spiritual father of Tozer. He mentored him and raised him up. So, um, but I remember there was a Presbyterian church that A.B. used to belong to. And uh, so this, we would go there and I would love to stand in the place. This 
this church is really, really old. But I would go, nobody would be there mostly during the day. And we found out there was a back door. You could just walk in. And I'd love to stand in the podium and pull up that seed of revival because it said when this John Getty was the pastor, who was A.B. Simpson's pastor, when he went to a town or country or city, most of the time, there wasn't a Christian to be found. When he left, there wasn't a heathen to be found. So, like, when I go places, you know, I just, I go stand on the soil and say, I want that anointing, Lord. I want that anointing, you know. And, and you know, because deliverance and revival go hand in hand because you get them delivered at the time of conversion so there's sta- sustained revival. Amen? We want to see sustained revival. I don't want to see influx, outflux, right? People coming in and people going out. The devil jerking them back out. The, the One of the most famous sustained revival is the Argentine revival because Carlos Anacondia gets them delivered at the type, a time of conversion. Amen? Amen? Because people come in, they have a genuine encounter with God, get saved and all that. But if they don't get set free, then the devil jerks them back out. Amen. So that's my heart, you know, is to see people. I mean, praise God if I'd have got delivered at the time of conversion. (laughs) Amen. I still might have a little bit of things to walk through, but not like what I've had to walk through. Amen. All right. So, sorry, a little bit of, it's all the travel. Sometimes the air is dry. All right. So it says, and effectual. The definition of effectual means active, effective, and powerful. God is releasing creative power in our prophetic words, like the prophetic words that that the prophets prophesied this morning. As we prophesy and declare into impossible situation of our own lives and others, we will see the power of God come down and bring it to pass. That's what effectual is all about. Amen. We don't prophesy and say, wow, I hope that word comes to pass for them. (laughs) When we prophesy, we know that we know that we know God is going to do it. Amen. Amen? It's actually on the person, the receiver, that needs to say, yes, God. Amen. It said, it's opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. So I looked up the word adversaries. The word adversary is a person, group, or force that opposes attacks it means the opponent the enemy foe a person and it also says the adversary the devil and the synonym of that is enemy antagonistic combatant challenger contender competitor opposer opposition competition and the last word is adversity so i googled the word adversity it means this difficulty misfortune, trouble, hardship, distress, disaster. Are you depressed yet? All right. Affliction, sorrow, misery. Thank you so much. Trip, can you open it? All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. All right. So back to affliction, sorrow, misery, tribulation, pain, trauma. See, that's the enemy's plan. But God's plan is that he has enabled you to walk through that door of opportunity, that door of destiny, that door of provision, amen, that he has provided, amen? So it's the whole thing, thinking not strange when these fiery trials come. The thing is, we're, we are training, right? This is a training camp, right? A training equipping 
camp. So God's not sending you into battle with no weapons. Right? It says the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're what? Mighty. And I promise you, the word in your mouth and in your heart is mighty. That's why you need to not partner with what's going on. Once again, it's not denial, but it's like God has said, so I don't care what I'm walking through, the end result is victory. I love a prophetess. Um, Ashley was said last night during worship that we were we were warring and you know had a little situation and I was warring and I was getting mad you know <laughs> we need to get mad at the devil you know <clears throat> and uh, she said do you not know she said your your breakthroughs on the other side of your praise <laughs> if I've learned anything I know how to praise I was on the worship team for eight years on the dance team when I first moved to Christian National love the dance and praise God amen, amen. and I know that praise. Silence is the enemy, and I know it is a weapon. Amen? And the devil, he, like, puts his hands over his ears and runs away when you start praising God. Amen? All right. So, but, like I said, so, so there's adversity. It's how we respond to the adversity. Uh, two years ago in January, uh, well, actually, yeah, January 1st, uh, there's a store called Dillard's. And I just found out, nobody ever told me they had this big sale on January 1st. So I was out there, and, you know, you're standing out for two hours. And believe it or not, Florida can get cold where we live. It's like 20-some degrees. And I was, you know, standing outside. What I'm going to talk about is how do we go through that door. There's times we war with the hand-to-hand comment, bat, like I talked about, uh, when one of my son's cardiac arrested, it was hand-to-hand combat, oh, damn, and with my sword. But sometimes it's the worship. So, you know, that's why we need to know and we need to hear God's voice of, uh, okay, how am I tackling this? Because, see, he likes to confuse the enemy, right? Because the enemy would say, hey, she's going to do this. Y'all get over here. But when I, when I switched to praise, when my son was in ICU, they were like, what? What is she doing? <laughs> you know, confused him, right? So... Anyways, but so I'm standing in line, and it was so cold. It was like 20-some degrees. My husband stayed in the car. He goes, this is silly. Who wants to stand in 20? Me, because it was like really, really good deals. So I'm sitting there. I have a hat on and have a scarf around my face, and just my eyes are sticking out, and, you know, and I got gloves on, you know, and Jesus. And I'd say, Lord, just clear the way because I want one of them cheap purses. And... (laughs) You know, just knock them out of the way so I can get in, you know. (laughs) So anyways, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I have a vision. And I saw my children, and and I saw my sons, and just all this demonic thing all around them. And it was horrible, and and, and I began to, you know, to cry, you know, but tears were kind of rolling down my face. I was glad I had a scarf on my face, you know. And, And it was just horrible. And then all of a sudden, to the left, I saw the Lord. I saw Jesus, and the door was open, and and he was kind of looking at me. He didn't go like this, but he was looking at me like, won't you come in here? So I went in there, and um, maybe it was too many Hallmark movies, but I (laughs) I saw a fireplace, you know. And he sat down in this big comfy chair, leather chair, by the fireplace. And he kind of went like this on his legs, and I'm like, Lord, I'm 60-some years old. I'm a little old to sit on your lap. But it's like, like I can lay my hand on his chest, but sit on his lap, you know. But sometimes, you know, those religious things, those rejection things just need to go. Amen. So, you know, I went and sat on his lap and laid my head on his chest, and, and there was so much peace. 
My favorite scripture is Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So I'm there, and I'm just filled with this, oh, my, his, oh, I just wanted to stay there forever and ever. And so, you know, it, the Lord looked at me, and I knew he was like, get off my lap. Now we're going to take a walk. And we walked back out to the door. And he opened the door, and we looked out into the room, and I saw all the same horrible things I was seeing before. And the Lord says, you have a choice to go out there or to stay in my presence. Well, guess where I choose to be? There. And, you know, I'm not trying to recreate, like, imagery, that vision. But sometimes when I'm battling, I go to that place. I mean, I'm always with God and stuff. But, but there was a special place he took me to where he was making everything all right. Amen. Where he was doing the work. We sang that song, Waymaker, whether you see it or whether you feel it. God is still working. And as we were praising, and when she said that, something shifted in me. It's like, I mean, I know these things, but sometimes you just need a slap, right? She said, your breakthrough is on the other side of your praise. And it was. Amen? Amen? Amen. Whether I felt it, whether I saw it, it was. Amen? Amen. And I got the text that I waited all day for yesterday. This morning at 7.30, because I can't go by my feelings. I can't go by what, why, what I know. I mean, is that faith? No. Amen? <clears throat> Hope that encourages somebody. Amen? So <clears throat> I believe that that's how we face challenges. I believe that's how we break through. And I believe our faith gets stronger and stronger, right? And you know what? I think it was... Prophetess Tiffany that said, oh, it's not Tiffany, Crystal, I keep wanting to call her Tiffany, said that about God thinking about us. You said that last night, I think. But, okay, so God is always thinking about us, and he cares about everything you're going through. You know what the Lord said to me? Do you think about your kids? I said, probably every day. <laughs> and he goes, do you not think I think about you all day? And I said, wow. <laughs> so, Psalms 115, 12 to 16. Jehovah is constantly thinking about us, and he will surely bless us. He will bless the people of Israel and the priests of Aaron, all and both, great and small, who reverence him. May the Lord richly bless you and your children. Yes, Jehovah, who made heaven and earth, will personally bless you. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to all mankind. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. The Lord will never forget us in our need. He will bless us indeed. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron, his priest. Yes, he will bless his lovers who bow down before him, no matter who they are. And one of the songs we bow down and worship, right? God himself will fill you with more blessings upon blessings. And that was the word of the Lord. Will be heaped upon you and upon your children from the maker of heaven and earth, the very God who made you. The heavens belong to our God and they are his alone. But he has given us the earth and he's put us in charge. He's made us stewards of the land. Wherever you live, you have that sphere of influence. Land is mentioned like 1,700 and sometimes in the Bible. So God, you know, it's not an accident where you're at. I can't say, you know, whether you'll be there forever, but it's not an accident where you're at. God divinely purposed for you to be there because he knew that you were going to be equipped to take dominion and see his kingdom come to earth. 
to be restored. Amen? Yes, thank you. All right. I'm going to read one more scripture, then I'm going to stop. I have no idea what time it is. Oh, I'm doing good. I got one more minute. All right. Psalms 116, one in the Message Bible. I love God because he listened to me. Listened as I begged for mercy. He listened so intently as I laid out my case before him. Death stared me in the face. Hell was hard on my heels, up against it. I didn't know which way to turn. Then I called out to God for help. Please, God, I cried out. Save my life. God is gracious. It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate God. Amen. God takes the side of the helpless. When I was at the end of my rope, he saved me. I said to myself, relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Soul, you've been rescued from death. I, you've been rescued from tears. And you, foot, were kept from stumbling. I'm striding in the presence of God, alive in the land of the living. I stayed faithful. Amen. Because why? Because God is faithful. Amen. I talked this weekend about the word believe that God spoke to me to just believe. He told me that on on December 26th, the day after Christmas, we were at a, uh, like a mall, and I was having a latte, and God just, I heard God say, just believe. And I looked at my husband and said, God just said, just believe. What's that? What's up with that? I don't know, <laughs> you know. And uh, it wasn't until January 13th that I realized why when my son was fighting for his life, and the word came back to me. So uh, I know that God wants to speak that to you today. Just believe. All this stuff is just stuff. Amen? But if you just believe, it means to accept something as true. Accept that he's going to break you through. Accept that he's provided this door and he's enabled you to walk through that door. Amen? The cinnamon of that also says, feel sure of the truth. The cinnamon of that is to be convinced. Trust. Have confidence in. Amen? Trust means to go beyond what your emotions are saying. I remember I was at this hospital with my son, and there was a psychiatrist, and, and I don't call everybody Jezebel, but she truly was. <laughs> and she, she even told me, get on the plane and go home one day. And I'll be like, lady, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> I am not going to. No, I didn't say that. So I just showed up. And I kept hearing the Lord, I kept hearing the Lord to say that a gentle answer turns away wrath. I went, no, I'm not going to go home. <laughs> Until he has his surgery and everything's okay, do not go home. <laughs> so anyway, one day I come out of his room, and she's sitting there, you know, doing her paperwork. And she goes, so how do you think he's doing? And I said, uh, and then all of a sudden, again, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Uh, uh, good. You know, I, I feel he's back to being himself. You know, he's sweet, compassionate, loving, gets annoyed with me. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know, he's the same. And so she goes, and what do you think I should do with him? And the Lord said, trap, she's baiting you. So I said, well, I leave that entirely up to you. You know, I trust because you're the professional. You know what you're doing. I walked around the corner and went, I do not trust her. I do not trust her. (laughs) But the thing is, the Lord, I can trust him. You get that? You know, listen to God's voice, and he knew. And this lady, is this live Facebook? Uh, Okay, so anyway, this lady thought she was going (laughs) to override whatever, but she didn't. Amen. (laughs) 
I know how to do that. So we're going to end with, um, I do believe that we're going to do healing miracles. Um, uh, our sister was sharing about, you know, the, the mass and that she had in her breast. And in 202, I had cancer in my left leg. So I was saying in or out, want to cast it out. But I say in or out, cut it all out, please. So I had the surgery. 203, I was full of tumors. <clears throat> they thought they were cancers and all that, so I had a complete hysterectomy in 203. And while they did all these tests before I had this major surgery, they found a lump in my left uh, breast. No, I'm sorry. They found a mass in my left breast. So two weeks to the day, I was laying on the operating table where we were all praying. I remember Mom Hammond, too, and different ones praying. So when they went in, it was gone. Wow. Now, you're, you're talking about it showed up on the mammogram and ultrasound. It definitely was there, but I had a miracle. So there's a difference between healing and miracles. But today, let's believe for some miracles, okay? Amen. Amen. And I've lost my eyesight three times, and God has restored it. I actually went blind in 1995 with the herpes virus. But today's a day of miracles. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash Relentless DC.